0: Got, Got Your Ears On is brought, brought to you, you by, by Tactical Legion 9. Alright everybody, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. I'm Guido, along with Scoot hey! and Johnson. March sadness, question Oh uh, man, it was sad, sad March for WVU. I, I mean... I guess I got I guess guys I have to admit I was wrong. I said this was gonna be a sweet sixteen team. They were not a sweet sixteen team. They did make they did at least make the NCAA tournament. I can look at positives, but WVU loses in the first round to the Twerps. Sixty seven, sixty five Johnson in what can only be called a very confusing game for WVU.
1: Yeah, I I don't know how you have Guido Like, if so, if you didn't watch this game and you asked someone, Hey, how'd the Mountaineers do? And they started the conversation by saying they had a run of 14 0 and then a second run later of 16 0, you would be like, What would you? You would be like, Oh, we clearly won this game going away. Uh, No, you lost on a final possession miss uh by two points. It was just it was a weird game. Uh it w- it felt like a you know, it felt very on brand for this team, I think scoot like you know, this is a team that what lost 15 games, so it feels very on brand to have a game in the grasp to a Maryland team that is beatable that you're you know, I think at one point you have a what 13 point lead in the first half? It looks like you're rolling. Uh, but ultimately you can't you can't hang on and you lose. It it, it sort of feels very on brand for this team this year.
2: It does. Um, and I'm gonna be honest, Johnson and, and Guido. We like it uh, when you are. This is it's kind of unrelated to what you just said, so you're gonna be mad. But um when you said in the grasp, it reminded me of the old saying, uh, one in the hand is better than two in the bush. What is that? When I, don't know. I that guess it means, means? that. Like, that I, don't,
1: I don't know. I it's a that's a weird turn of phrase. So if
2: we had the game in hand, is that better than having I mean, two in the bush? I, I
1: guess. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, we're I guess. Are we just talking like
0: regular shrubbery
2: here. Is
1: yeah.
0: It, yeah.
2: I, I mean, what do you what I,
1: do you have in mind? Like arborvitae. Yeah,
0: right. Are we just? Is this a hedge? Yeah.
1: Welcome to welcome to got your green thumbs on,
0: <laughs> Scooty. If I had told you, I think my my comment on this is: if you had told me, "Hey guys, Kedrian Johnson had an amazing game; he scored twenty seven points,"
2: I'd have been like, "Yeah, you know how many? Listen, how many did Eric Stevenson have?" I'll say this: you say that, I'm gonna say, "Well, then we probably lost." Yeah,
1: because how many times have we said that though this season? It feels like, I mean, no slight to Kedrian because look, he's practically the reason we were even in this game late, especially. Uh, he had a pretty awesome four-point play in one. Po- at one point, you know, just kind of willing us through the second half. But how weird is it that uh, Scoot? We have talked about that almost every time you look at a box score.
2: But he has a bunch of points. We lose, and
1: you see that he has the lion's share of points. It's usually not a good. That usually means the game didn't go the way you would have hoped.
2: Right. 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 I. I don't know. Um. That's a weird thing. I don't want to sound like I'm uh, anti kedrian Johnson, but I I'm not. I don't know.
0: I think that you know you look at it and you saw, you know, Eric struggled. He, you know, he just he he was four for seventeen in the game, uh, so he struggled. Jimmy Bell, I, he didn't even take a shot. Didn't even get a, got a handful of rebounds, and then fouled out with what six minutes left to go in the game, eight minutes left to go in the game. Um, and then Emmett Matthews in his last game in a Mountaineer uniform came back to graduate and to walk on senior day as a Mountaineer. Love that, but he again, you know, just struggled. Didn't this was one of those games? I, I don't know what you guys saw. I saw Emmett Matthews not wanting the ball, and I, we're back. We were back to one of those games where it's like every time the ball came to him, he kicked it out. I think. Huggins started getting frustrated. He pulled Emmett out a lot. Emmett only ends up playing 23 minutes, and Joe Toussaint gets in for 26. Um, you know, Trey plays the whole 40 minutes of the game, but he goes 5-for-11 with 13 points, which is serviceable, but you need Eric Stevenson to produce. You needed somebody else to, to produce in the game, Johnson.
1: Yeah, I feel like the physicality um... – that Maryland sort of forced on the game. I thought, you know, Emmett was a perfect example. He took Scoot. He took a shot to the jaw, um, came out of the game, and then was never quite right the whole rest of the game, to Guido's point. He just never felt assertive. He wasn't really playing his game. And I think the whole, like, bulldozer screens and stuff, I think they were keying on... Uh, Eric Stevenson. I mean, credit to them. I mean, they sort of decided to beat us to the punch and get physical, you know, when usually that's our brand of ball. But I thought it was weird how in a in a season when you're constantly like, uh, it'd be nice if the refs would kind of let the game play a little bit. In this game, I thought, wow, the refs are just sort of like ignoring body blows here. You know, like it <laughs> – I don't know. It felt it felt almost the other way.
2: I don't know. I guess my thought was uh, I guess watching it play out. My thought is if Emmett is hurt, then let's not keep trying to play a guy that's hurt. Let's find somebody else that can maybe score. Maybe a Seth Wilson. God yeah. forbid we put a guy in that right. can hit outside <laughs> shots. That can shoot especially at the end of the game <laughs> when we're, tro- we're we're running out uh Pat Sumnick. And four other guards, basically. Why are we running Pat Sumnick out there? Why are we not running Seth? Like we're down, right? Run a guy that can score. No offense to Pat Sumnick, but I don't know that I've ever seen the guy score. Well,
1: I think I think Jimmy Bell's eleven minutes, five fouls, really screwed up the five position. I mean, just yeah, that's an easy one to pick on. But I think it threw. I think it, you know, it just sort of threw that part of the game kind of off kilter and that seemed to spread across the other substitutions. I think you normally want to go Tunka and conquo like we've seen most games, but uh, I mean, you know, like you said earlier, Tunka just sort of gets five quick fouls, doesn't score out of the game. Now you've got a sh- now you've got to shuffle some Nick,
2: can I can I be honest? Please. Okay. Uh the center position for WVU outside of getting an offensive rebound, uh, offensively has been non-existent all season long. Jimmy Bell may be a great guy. He's a giant of a man. He's not a starter, I don't think. He's not a guy that I think on other teams plays as much as he does. But maybe the the same thing. He's maybe a guy that comes off the bench, gives you a couple of good minutes. We don't have a Devin Williams, uh, Culver, Ebang, uh, Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have anybody that uh, – we don't have a Jamie Smalligan. We don't have oh. a <laughs> – Great name, by the way. I love Or, or a Rob I Summers. I, we don't man. have an offensive – minded guy that can play this five spot.
1: There's no Brent Solheim coming up out there. You, you almost have to go with Tunka in the scope of this roster. You don't have a choice. Well, I I get that.
2: Yes. I mean, they had no choice. So that's where I question the roster composition a little bit. Like, okay, he's a big East type guy. Tunka is, but he's not, he's the guy that you bring in to kind of beat down on the other guys. But all the while, we've got somebody else that's going to score in the post.
1: Well, you're saying maybe just go small then. Play Pat Sumnik, what are you doing?
2: Right. Why bother?
1: But Guido, if that that runner that Kedrian tosses up at the end, if that runner that just bounces off the rim, if it goes down... You know, once again, I feel like after a loss, I'm so in the Mariana's trench. And after a win, I'm standing on the top of Mount Everest. And I try to not do that to myself. I think in this game, I think that's the frustration part is you were so close. Like, like I said, 13 point lead in the first half. This felt so winnable. I think the thud, I think that's why it's so disappointing is you just watched it like, Man, we easily could have advanced, and, and there we are, bowing out early.
0: I, I think this, this was absolutely a winnable game, down to the last second, right? throw in uh, not a shot that was – I mean, that, that last shot was a makeable shot. Not that it was, it was rushed, and I get, like, you're talking about shooting with two seconds on the clock or whatever, but, like, h- here's the thing. Like, this team, and we said it all season long, like, the, there were better pieces and parts on this team than there were last year's team. And it was a better put-together team. We felt like we got a handle on the transfer por- portalness of what is now, you know, NCAA Division I basketball. The question here is, what happens next, right? The question is now, you lose a bunch of guys. There's a lot of guys not coming back. There's, a, there's you know, Jamil King has now entered the transfer portal. Not that that is anything we know anything about because it's not like he played a lot. So you know 58 now, minutes
2: he did play 58 minutes
1: yeah i think he played 58 minutes across his two seasons i think two
0: seasons yeah two seasons he was um you know and then and then i think the biggest i mean i guess elephant in the room guys that we should talk about is so post game you know huggins does his normal thing and then but somebody asks a question kind of a pointed question about you know coaching or staying or going and uh coaching and uh Huggins says that some some say I should stay, others think I should go and let some young kid come in and screw it up. Um, and then later this week, Ren Baker comes out and says he plans to meet with Huggins and talk about his coaching future. I, I, you know, I don't think there's any situation where Ren Baker is telling Huggins what to do. I think Ren Baker's talking about, hey, what was that comment about, coach? But... Uh did you guys get any sense from like is is Hugs going to hang it up?
2: Uh I don't think so. I uh, I think it's going to I mean he'll do whatever Gee Gordon Gee tells him to do. Ren Baker that is. Um I don't it, it kind of had again this is funny I guess, but to me it had a little bit of Hugs response had a little bit of that snarky grumpy old man jim bayheim i retired last week but you didn't pay attention when i retired like <laughs> right what, it's right that's on you guys i retired <laughs> right uh, so are you saying you retired i didn't say that but you know like hey bob like well i get your a little miff that somebody might be trying to push you out the door but let's be honest have we come close to reaching our goals here lately if your goal is to get back to the Final Four, are we close to that? Are we going to be close to that next year? Are you planning to stick around until you're Lou Carnaseca's age at 98 and and hopes to continue to coach? By the like, way, what quick, are we doing? Quick
1: aside, Scoot, did you see that clip of Lou Carnaseca being interviewed about uh, Rick Patina moving to St. John's? And he's sharp.
2: Oh, he's super sharp. He's
1: super sharp. He's got like eight microphones in his face.
2: He's like, yeah, we're, you know, uh, we wanted him here. You know, he's going to do a great job. Yeah, He's you know,
1: answering like- all the questions. I was suit like, I was sitting there thinking, like, I can only hope to be that with it when I like, and Scoot, you're going to, you're going to appreciate this. Yeah, old. 98. And Scoot, I know you noticed this. Nicely parted hair swept to the side. That's what Scoot noticed. I know he did. Yes.
2: Oh yeah. You know he's got full full head of hair. Dude's
1: ninety eight. He looks great. But Scoot, don't you think this thing with hugs don't don't you to me I I like gave him I I read this tweet with like a sideways like like sideways look at my at my phone because some young kid like I mean, come on. A long time ago, hugs was some young kid getting a start you know so like i i know what he means like he's like hey some they'll just say hey promote whatever dummy to come in and take my place but i mean it it did you're right it rung like old man yells at clouds type of thing you know like Like,
2: (laughs) just stop like we have to be realistic right are we going to continue to bury this university is that what we're going to do is that what we're all about? Is here? that what, is what you think WVU? is happening? Is that what you think Listen, is happening? I'd like to introduce a new segment we're calling Ear Me Out, <laughs> brought to you by the, our friends at Vortex Knives. Listen, Ear Me Out. Can you say that? Can you say wait, before, can you say that with a British accent? Yeah,
1: because it's either Australian or like a Cockney. You, or, and, yeah. Ear me out, mates. There you
2: go. <laughs> is is it Gordon Gee's mission? To just see if he can churn all sporting teams, all, w- let me say that. Is it his mission to churn all sports programs within this university to a grinding halt, right? Now, granted, there are some that are still doing fine. Uh, rifle, okay? Nobody really, when was the last time you watched a rifle match? Don't even know where you would watch a rifle match. Well, we're very proud of our rifle team, yet I don't know that anyone's ever seen a, a rifle well, Well, 60,000
1: people don't show up to watch the small right. war, I think is what you're saying.
2: Um, uh, girls soccer okay we're we're okay with girls soccer we're better say. than
1: okay that's like uh, a, coach
2: coach iso brown did not let me sit next to her on an airplane here recently oh, and that's why you're, you're
1: salty man. i am a
2: little miffed about that uh there was an open seat there coach brown anyway she gave you the uh she
1: gave you the she nutmegged me she gave you, you the um
2: the cold shoulder High hard one she gave you the forrest gump treatment oh yes yes i didn't know where you're going i was trying to, trying to help you that's what she said seats, seat's can hey, here oh uh, <laughs> i am sorry you got me thrown off here with the forrest gump talk because i watched an interview recently of tom hanks and he talked about how where he came up with the, hey, the, forrest gump. With the voice yeah, it's yeah. Right. it was a seven-year-old kid the kid that played his <laughs> played forrest as a kid that's how that kid talked for so real? He just decided, like, yeah, so that's how he decided all, to come up. Okay. This is all
0: getting cut out. All
1: right, yeah. now, where were, just you, now where were you going Okay. On Igor? Hear D. me Huggins.
2: out, hear me out. He's grinding each team to a halt. Hey, women's basketball, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of tick off the winningest coach in the program's history. He's going to step away, retire, quote unquote. We're going to hire somebody, and that person's going to last a year. And then this guy's going to all of a sudden come back. Uh men's football or men's football. Football. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm rattled. I'm Scoot, frantic right now.
1: Noted women's football yes. enthusiast. Football?
2: Yes. Listen, we're gonna let this uh Neil Brown, great guy, awesome cannonballs. He's going to <laughs> run our football team. We're gonna have him be kind of smug and insult the fan base for the next five years. And so that nobody really wants to watch, and we're going to do that with our football program. Guido, the Men's guy takes basketball. a
1: few photos one time at a pool party with the team, and Scoot never lets him <laughs> never live let the down. cannonballs down. I'll never let that
0: down. So, so Scooty, though, I, I'm just asking. Like, so are you, are you saying that Huggins staying in the basketball program is setting the
2: program, continuing to set the program back? Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is. Tell me how it's progressing the program. How? what what are we doing to bring in um, the potential? What are we doing to to potentially get to a final four? What are we doing to potentially win a national championship? Are we gonna are we are we coaching and recruiting in a way, that will allow us to be a ranked team year in and year out. Are we keeping up with the other teams in our conference? Are we keeping up with the other teams in the country?
1: Scoot Guido. Scoot has obviously been scrolling Mountaineer Twitter because when this game with Maryland went final, it lit up. I'm would you, up. would you aggression. agree? It lit up like a Christmas tree with Oh yeah. the what's hugs done for me lately. Is he earning his salary? Listen, what, I you don't know, care like, about
2: the salary. Like, listen, he's, he's the, he has to get paid what everybody else is getting paid. That's, that's how you get coaches. Right. And he's earned it. He's obviously been around for a long time. He's a hall of fame coach. He's, he should get paid a lot of money. However, that's, I'm not as upset about what he gets paid versus what he's doing. I'm more upset about, okay, what are we doing? Like he's 69 or 70 years old. Uh, are we talking a five-year plan? Are we talking, um, is he going to turn this thing into a final four team in the next year or two? Cause not to be morbid, but like how long is he going to cook? Are we expecting him to like make it to 85? No, that's, then we hope that's practical.
1: There? And I think that actually answers Guido's question too. I think the read I got from this is that very thing. Not so much like a sit down and talk about performance thing. I think, Guido, I, to answer your question, I took kind of where Scoot's going. Like at face value, I took the comment from the AD as it's time to start talking maybe about the future transitions. How do we move? How do we move past, you know, whatever the horizon is here? What's, what's the plan for that? That's the way, that's the way I read the
2: comment. Let's talk about quality of life, right? So coaching college basketball is a grind. It's a 12 month a year in a
1: normal situation it's a grind.
2: Yes. In
1: our situation it's absurd, right? It's like you earn more sky miles than a Delta Airlines pilot. You're right,
2: right, right, right. But my my point is does Ren Baker say to Bob Huggins like, "Listen, we want to give you time with your family. We want you to be able to enjoy, you know, um, I don't know if he's got grandchildren. I don't know if his daughters have children or, or married or anything. But, you know, we want to give you some time with your family, some, like, stress-free time. You want to go fishing. You want to go hunting. You want to go uh, down to the Caribbean. You know, we want to be able to give you some of that time to enjoy it. Like, he's got to be miserable most of the time, I would think. Like, losing is not fun. So Yeah, but here's what I – this is where I get mad. Like, so – Everybody's and
0: like Twitter made me kind of mad about it. I get Twitter we lost was the lathered first, up. It was it was lathered up, and I get that we lost in the first round, and we thought we could run deeper. And I understand that you know we didn't have I don't know a, a it wasn't a bad season. It was just a very rough season. But here, let's just talk about West Virginia sports fans. Let's talk about. West Virginia basketball fans specifically. You know, they go, they talk about the good old days of Gale Catlett. They talk about the great days of playing in the Big East in the 90s. Gale Catlett coached at WVU for 24 years, right? 24 years. In those 24 years, how many times did Gale Catlett get us into the NCAA
1: tournament? How many times, Scoot? Uh,
2: 24, I'm going to say eight. Johnson?
1: Yeah, I was going to say six or seven.
0: Scooty nailed it. It's eight times in 24 years. Gale Catlett's got us in 24 times. Huggins has co- coached for the team for 15 years. How many times in those 15 years have we been in the NCAA
2: tournament under Bob Huggins? Ooh, I'm going to say he said 15 years he's been doing it. I'm going to yeah. say a, at, w- at WVU, 11 or 12. Yeah, I was going to say, say 11. 12. 11. Okay, 11, right? So, so okay, you're so,
0: talking. At, you, so you're complaining about a guy. You're and I mean not just you, scoop, but like the people. The crazies on Twitter's right. You're complaining about a guy who year in and year out gets our program in a tough conference into the tournament. Year in and year out, we miss it yeah. here. We miss it there. I get it. Eleven out of fifteen years,
2: but it's the same reason why uh, guys like. Um oh, I don't know, Joe Girardi or Don Mattingly or some of these guys that have been very successful coaches or managers in other sports. That's why they get fired, right? Because you've you've built up our expectation. Okay, now getting there is not enough. We've got to get past the first weekend. Well, do you do that consistently enough? I don't know that we do. Then you want to get more and more and more, right? So just getting there is... Like if I don't know if if you look at the other Hall of Fame coaches if they're kind of teetering back it, and forth, yeah, like you know, are they people cl- you know calling for their heads as well? Probably. I, I think people Bob, want
1: Calipari gone. I think the Bob Huggins conversation is a tough one because the expectations you have and have developed are largely in part because of Bob Huggins. So it's hard to be. I think there's people start to like spew vitriol toward the performance so take this season as an example and i think they lose sight of the whole reason you're uh the whole reason you feel like there's underperformance or you're or you're unhappy is because of expectations from prior seasons that bob huggins put in place so i think that's what makes this conversation tough i think what i would boil it down to is more you know, people have talked about the last five years, for example. What do you feel about the last five years? Even that, I think, is a thorny situation because yeah. had that COVID, had that tournament happened the COVID year, you're likely, that team is likely like a two seed in the tournament, maybe. You know yeah. what I mean? That Maybe a four that, Maybe a four. That seed, team but just yeah, was primed good. to do some exciting stuff. That's probably the shame of it, right? You know, is that team never got to really show what it could do in the tournament? I think. I think the conversation now starts to become, Scooch, You were heading there, and I tend to agree. Like, does the current, and I still think a reg- like, I still think the the coaches around hugs too, the staff. Like I, I like to I like to push it out to include the staff as well because I think Scoot you're on the right track. Like it's a grind. The Big Twelve is a buzzsaw. You have to have a lot of fire and energy from to be in the conference to begin with. If you're a West Virginia, and I and I think as an aside, and I've said this a couple of shows now, I look at like Central Florida and even Cincinnati, and I just sort of give them the bless your heart treatment because they have no idea what they've signed up for. Uh, For one thing on the basketball side, to have these road trips that we have to swing, you, you have to not only recruit capable dudes. So, you know, Jerome Tang was talking about we had more dudes than Kentucky this week. You have to not only recruit dudes, you have to recruit dudes that are willing to do this stuff week in and week out through uh, you know, the grind of a Big 12 season. To me, that's an especially large challenge for us. It's not only about getting competent players. It's about convincing guys to join you on this type of game rotation travel schedule. I mean, that's the crazy challenge, I think, for WVU basketball.
2: If you look at, I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off some coaches right now that are in the Sweet 16. Okay. Okay. I want you to tell me if our coaching staff seems to uh, match, exceed, or um, I guess underwhelm the the energy level of this coach and this staff. Okay. okay. You ready? All right. Um, I'll start off with Jerome Tang. Okay. Does, does he appear to, to have more juice he and coach his Huggins? staff yes more juice more juice guido
0: yeah yeah
2: okay but, all right listen okay danny danny hurley yukon coach more juice yeah probably guido i mean maybe yeah okay uh, I mean, you, you, okay eric musselman
1: uh, I mean, that's a softball. He just tore his shirt off and stood on a scorer's <laughs> table. Yeah, I mean, what okay, would you do? So there's you think fire. Huggins there. is
2: gonna take a shirt off and swing it around like a helicopter. People like would Petey love Pablo? that. No, but he if he no did, Pablo. if no. if
1: if he did that, people would go nuts. I mean, it'd be it'd be awesome.
2: He is not. Listen, people would go nuts. Women would hold their children and their purses <laughs> tighter. Like I don't know. Like I can't even imagine. Listen, I don't want to imagine what coach Huggins looks like with a shirt, but this
1: is the thing about the tournament though. And Guido will agree with me. F a U. Come on. Give me a break. Of course, hugs and stat like, come on. Uh, who who else is weirdly Princeton? Those guys, they're
2: like Would you say a bunch of investment Izzo? bankers and CPAs.
1: They're just excited to be there. Like the the tournament's weird. Like that's the other thing about this whole tournament thing.
0: The, the best the best was uh when Princeton won that last game, they had video of the student. Yeah, and it was uh, like the crickets
1: student. chirping. Empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody right? Listen,
2: so I I think we're I think we're at a I think we're in a, a big-time crossroads. I, I,
0: I think I – think, here's the thing is I, I just – Huggins I, – I get it. Huggins was that guy 15 years ago when he came to us. He definitely had more juice. There was definitely more energy. And you saw it in that string of, what, five, six years, Johnson, where we were like, you know, Sweet 16, Round Elite of 34, eight. Final yeah, like Four, like, Elite Eight. On. I get it. I get it, Scoot. But so we're supposed to just sense? be okay <laughs>
1: with getting there? No, I don't think that no. at all. And I don't criticize people for having the expectations. But I think it's also one of – it's funny how in football and basketball the conversation is so flipped, isn't it? In In basketball, I think you just run the risk of right now, Scoot, there's part of me – And we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but there's part. So, you know, you talking about the fire that's needed and the happiness and quality of life. And I'm talking on about the grind because you're geographically in this weird position in this conference. To me, I get there's a part of me. I don't know what percentage I would put on it, like 20, 25 percent of the success that we have is because the cachet, regardless of the fire at his age, the cachet of Bob Huggins asking you, Hall of Fame coach, to come play for him in Morgantown is what gets some of these dudes to consider and come to Morgantown where otherwise they would look at where you're located, where you have to travel to, how weird your schedule is through the Southwest and just say, no, I'd rather, you know, I have other offers. It's more comfortable. I'm going to go to something more regional or whatever. That's the Part of that really makes me nervous that when Huggs is no longer there, do you have enough gravitational pull without his, you know, being who he is to get guys to Morgantown?
0: And Scoot, I, I will say on the backs of that, too, that I, I think the answer is, and I maybe the program's already moving in this direction. I think the answer is you need Huggins. You need the figurehead. You need the Hall of Famer that you want these guys to come play for. But you also need to have the youth and the juice in the assistant coaching staff, right? And I think Josh Eilert and I think Demar Johnson, you know, help that. And maybe it's time for Ronnie Everhart to 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 take a break and, I mean, and have a sit back. So maybe it's a maybe mix, Scoot.
1: A- maybe it's a happy medium of, like, I don't think we disagree with you, but it's like – because the other thing, too, I think people would probably counteract my argument by saying, "Look, Hugs has put top notch facilities in place. You're filling the Coliseum with twelve thousand people, even when you're not hitting on all cylinders. You know, the support, the facilities, the money is seems to be there. You know, a new coach with a lot of fire and competency could probably pick up and run. I just part of me hesitates that it becomes even harder. To compete in a weird
2: conference setup. So do we do we come up with some sort of Ren Baker say, listen, I want you to, you know, either somebody on your staff or take a look, you know, talk to some of your contacts. Is there somebody that you would like to see as your successor?
0: Uh, I don't necessarily think I, that's the answer either. I think the answer is that for the bench coaches, I think that you maybe say, Hey, I think I think Ron's doing great. And he can really, you know, he can really go out there and and he can, you know, get you guys prepared for what team you have to face and whatever, and let's give him a new title. Let's call him, like, director of, you know, scouting. And he's his job is to scout out the, te- the teams. But you bring, like, an Alex Ruoff in, a younger guy, to work with some of these younger guys. You, you know, I, I think that's where I'm at with the program. And I think Huggins has got to get guys around him that are amped up that can get the players amped up, that he will let do stuff. That's, the, I think, the bigger problem, Johnson, is that Huggins, when Larry Harrison left and Huggins was like cranky as can be, he said, that's it, nobody else can handle it, I'm going to do it all. I'm doing the rotations, I'm I'm telling who, I'm doing everything, and I think that's where the problem was. So Huggins has got to find one of those guys that he trusts. And I
1: think Scutcher almost self-reporting what Guido kind of just said by... <laughs> Unceremoniously parting with, unceremoniously parting with your longtime assistant and replacing him immediately with a younger, you know, a younger guy that you say can recruit and is immediately gonna try to have an impact on your like DC, uh, Maryland, Virginia recruiting. I think you're almost self-reporting like, hey, we know we have some staff deficiencies. We're trying. I, you know, I think Alex Ruoff is probably. Some of that as well. I I think he could do more in that department if he's going to. So if he sits down with Ren Baker, says there's some kind of horizon, I'm on board for the next X years, then I guess where I'm at is I feel like he could do more in those decisions and bring in, you know, more, uh, more on the staff side to help him out, to kind of account for some of that stuff.
0: Young G, young GAs. I don't know. I just think it's I I I don't. I hear where you're coming from, and I hear the crazy Twitter people, but uh, I I just I don't know how you can sit there and say it's time to get rid of. Well, what's I don't know.
2: What's funny to me is the I don't know if it's 360 or 180. I don't know how many degrees Guido has turned. But Guido, for the long time, if you look at this season, he was anti basketball team. I don't know about this team. It seems like it's a, a repeat of last year. Same. When we got a bunch of transfers. It was Guido was Guido was off the train early, and I was I was off the train, but, but I was very young. I
0: called it though. I called what we were going to do in the conference. I mean, I didn't get my Sweet Sixteen that I'd, I'd said, but but I, I don't I, you know, Scoot. I don't I don't know what you Listen, want. I'm, You're not going to lose Huggins.
2: I'm. You, I'm angry. I'm, <laughs> I'm mad. I'm. Why are you mad though? What because, did you? What would have made you not mad? What? Well, for one, getting would you past rather play in the NIT and win no, ma- the championship? First round would be nice.
1: But I think Two. our. I, I. I'm gonna let you keep. I'm pulling like a Taylor Swift on you. I'm, I'm gonna let you continue. But I would just say I think this anger after the Maryland game by everyone is more reflective. Of how loyal and and hard rooting we are as fans, than where we actually thought this team could go. I don't think any of us really thought they were going to make a even Guido is hopeful of a Sweet Sixteen, but I don't think anyone would have said it's a hundred
2: percent a carryover from football because we're sick and tired of of this. Right? (laughs) We football is a dumpster fire so you're angry about that then you get to basketball the one glimmering hope you might have of doing something fun and and great and you get to like hey you're going to do amazing in the preseason you're going to beat uh acc division leader or whatever they were conference leader by twenty five, you'll beat you're gonna beat, beat Florida. Mount right. from Florida. <laughs> right, you're gonna compete neck and neck. You're gonna lose by twelve, but compete with Purdue, right. who is like amazing. You're, for most you're of the gonna year.
1: give Xavier all they want at Xavier. Yeah,
2: you're gonna, and then you're going to straight up poop in your pants <laughs> come conference time <laughs> for the six of, or eight yeah, games. Six games, right? Yeah. So then you're like, oh my good, what is going on? Then we're going to somehow sneak in the back door of this NCAA tournament with a 7-11 and an record. People are like coming – like national media is like, what the heck is going on? How in the world did this team get in there? It's got to be Bob Huggins. He must have some sort of crazy influence. People must feel bad for him. I don't know what it is, (laughs) but this team gets in there. So not only do we get in there, but, hey, guess what? We're going to have you lose by two to one of your rival schools in a game where – You, for some reason, decide to run Pat Sumnick and four guards out there when you're down by two and you've got one of the best three-point shooters on your team sitting on the bench, who, by the way, is the second-leading scorer at St. Vincent St. Mary's history. Behind who? LeBron James. (laughs) But, no, we're going to sit back and just be okay with Bob Huggins and the crew for another five more years of fixing it. What is fixing it? Is this fixing it? Is it not fixing it? I think fixing it would be get to a final four, get to a national championship, not, Hey, we thought we'd uh, sneak us into the back door of the NCAA tournament. Look at that. And we weren't an 11 seed. We were a nine seed. What doo. do? We didn't have to play the playing game. Listen, we're tired of it. And baseball is great, but it's hard to watch. <laughs> That's the bottom line. It is hard to keep up with college baseball because it is hard to watch. They play at weird times. The weather is cold. Nobody wants to go sit in the cold and watch a game like this. They, it's too cold. And ESPN Plus sucks. So that's the problem we have right now. Soccer is good, too, but it's never on TV. And if it is, it's weird. So we're not doing it. Rifle. Rifle. And Rifle's good. But who's ever seen a – you might – like, listen, if you've seen a Rifle match, you probably have held on to Watson, <laughs> the IBM Watson. You've had your hands on Watson if you've watched a, a Rifle match because that's one and the same.
0: Here's the other – yeah, here's the other problem. If, if I did watch a Rifle match, I probably wouldn't know what was happening. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to right. score. Like, how does that work? He looks like he got a bullseye. That looked close. Like uh... – <laughs> But I I like it all Scoot and I don't disagree with you. You're 100% right. The the sports the WVU is good. And it's good Gordon at right Gee's now. fault.
2: He's grinding us to a halt. <laughs> he is beating down the will of the good people of West Virginia so that we are happy when we do something mediocre. That's what they're doing. They're trying to beat us into being happy being mediocre. Why why can't we be good and be happy being good? Why do we have to be like, well, the football team won maybe six games. Woohoo! Like <laughs> nobody cares about going and playing army in a bowl game. Nobody that's cares about That's our best that. win by
1: the way. I you know, we're not going to talk yeah. about that, but and I always we're think We're going to bring about...
2: out a mannequin to play in the second <laughs> half and he's going to win the game. Like nobody cares. Like that's this man has won two games in a row at max. When, has he ever been ranked? No like it's bad and we're gonna be excited hey, you know what this year the team might actually beat Duquesne in one of those games in the beginning of the year and we might squeak out another conference win so that we can end up two and six to start the season. Nobody wants that. Did, it's not good enough. Did
1: we just do like a Kevin Bacon game of where we we worked? like everything wrong with the university is only three steps away from Neil Brown or something like that. It is. I I,
0: I, that, I love that concept. Like I love the idea that like, honest to God, like if WVU, let's let's for argument's sake, just play argument. I'm just going to play devil's advocate here on the other side. Let's say West Virginia went 10-2 and two in football and played like in maybe not a BCS bowl, but like a nice bowl game. Scoot's probably not as angry about losing in the first round of the tournament. He's probably not as cranky about it. I think it, I a hundred percent. He has some like reserve happiness
1: from football that he can spread on to basketball season. He can't do that right now. He has. right.
0: There's no, yeah. Right. And yeah, there's no like, there's no like helping out anything else when everything is bad. I I'm listen, Scoot as crazy as I think you might be sometimes. I don't think you're that far off. I really don't. I think that you're right. And, and it is unfortunate because everybody's like. Well, and, you know, we've talked about it on the show before, guys. I mean, WVU baseball right now is ranked in the top 25. They they just, like, they went on a tear a couple of weeks ago where they beat uh, – they beat like uh, what was it Appalachian State eighteen to one, and then played them the next day and beat them eighteen to five, and then went the next day and played UNC Greensboro and beat them twenty eight to two. But you're not wrong, Scooty. Unfortunately, like all those games were at like three thirty in the afternoon when we were all working on like ESPN Plus, and you have to go through seventeen other games to find it. So like I hear what you're saying about all of that. I just I I, I don't I mean. I've got another complaint. I don't see this getting fixed on the horizon, Scooty. I don't see this changing. Listen, there's also some sort of
2: collusion with Guy and the restaurants in Morgantown. We went to a football game on a Saturday. Yes. And we had to go all the way to Saberton we to did. eat yes. food. Because everything was either closed <laughs> or busy or something. Black Bear Burrito, I don't even know if it exists anymore where it used to exist. It ticks me off. You okay? Who wants to go to Saberton who
1: Skewed <laughs> everyone knows you get all your authentic Mexican cuisine in Sabreton. I mean that's why we went there.
0: There's no there's no Q. Everyone in knows that. Now, so
1: Everyone knows. It was a Saturday. We had to go to Sabreton for food. I don't even know where
0: to go now. I don't even know where to go with the show now. I think it's just been totally derailed by We had to go like, to like, so Sabreton. Scoot. Are you uh are you still going to do the podcast with us? Are you announcing your retirement?
2: Listen, <laughs> fellas, l- don't listen, don't worry. Everyone
1: in everyone in Say just hit stop on the podcast. Don't They're just worry. like, "You know what?
2: I'll fix it. Give me a year. You'll I'll fix-, fix it. I'll fix it.
0: You're not going to you're not going to find some uh other young guy to come in and screw it up for us?
2: No. I- <laughs> can we
1: look over the last 5 seasons of you being on the podcast and see what you brought to the to that the you show? Can do that. i already know what you're making and we're getting what we pay for by the way i already know what you make for this podcast so
2: i'm I'm an open book you can look at my books well
0: i i will hate to say it in the five years that we've been doing this podcast guys um the the program has not been great
2: are we the are we to blame are you trying to say we we are to blame
0: i mean are we i mean i feel like i feel like our twitter followers are going to start uh, laying into us that we're the jinx.
1: Like if we stopped podcasting and they immediately like, like Ren Baker made a move to hire a new football coach, you'd be like, oh my gosh, it was us the whole time. It was us the that
2: whole time. That would be time. crazy. I don't want to even think that way.
0: I'm just saying, I just, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what. Well, let, let me, let me pull things back, back in. We there, There'll be a lot to talk about this off season. Obviously a lot of guys are leaving and this is, this is the new world of Division 1 basketball. So I'm sure we'll have a lot of transfer offseason. Maybe
2: the guys that are leaving will open up a restaurant that's open on Saturdays.
0: <laughs> I think that will I think we'll have a lot to talk about uh, as the transfer portal world heats up here in the next uh, four weeks for Division One basketball, and we see and we see what uh, what's next. But let's talk about one other West Virginia basketball thing, but not on the men's side. West Virginia women's uh, goes into the first round, also the round of sixty-four for the NCAA Women's Tournament, and loses their first-round game. So no luck for WVU uh, on either end, but. On coaching on their side, a little bit different, Dawn Plitzewaite, and I got it right because now she's leaving, Scooty, uh, has decided to exit the team after one year to become the new coach uh, at Minnesota.
2: This is just another goofy situation where things are not great, right? Who – like, listen, because here's the thing. If we're bringing Mike Carey back, which is what it sounds like people want – And maybe he wants what Mike Carey wants. Right. Yeah. Like you're going to, he's going to have to start all over from scratch because a lot of these kids are not his kids. Do
1: you, how do you feel about a guy going on local television and saying, I want to come back and I could come back and hugs wants me back. What? Like, right.
0: He went on WBOY and was like, yeah, I want to come that's back. A, that's like, a weird thing, like, right, Guido? What? Like
1: that's a weird.
2: That is a very that's a weird, weird, weird thing. thing. Like, listen, I like Mike Carey. I I went to a coach's clinic, and he was uh, one of the speakers at the coach's clinic, and uh, he was quite good. Did he let you sit next to him, or was no? That no, I did not get to sit next to him. That that's must be a, a a West Virginia coaching thing. They don't let they don't like me, but um, he. Listen. If you retire, you step away. Should we just give the guy a green light? Hey, you know what? Okay, we got the the guy that apparently didn't like you is gone, or that you didn't like is gone. Well, so now just that's be able to the come thing, back?
1: right? But now, but now that's like the extra topping on this weird sandwich, right? It's like guy suddenly is no longer the coach. New coach comes in new coach is suddenly not the coach anymore and people have said if you talk to any of the players they're not surprised she left I thought that was interesting you read a lot of that on Twitter like little side comments from players like no one shocked about that the the big thing here that Guido was getting to is she was not on the bus apparently on the ride back to Morgantown players started to be tipped off about this move on twitter on the ride back to morgantown like can you handle this any worse i would ask i would submit no you could not handle that any worse now she says look we're making this move because it puts me closer to home and family and obviously everyone respects that that's look no question Uh, everybody respects that but there's a better way to handle this And oh, by the way, that may be true, but it also doesn't hurt when Minnesota reportedly doubles your salary uh, in the meantime. This
0: is where, in this situation, while I know, and and, you know, women's basketball, not as big as men's basketball. We don't fall. I mean, I'll be the first, admit I don't follow it as much as I follow the men's team. But this is the first situation where Ren Baker's been kind of put under pressure. Not sure it was handled great, Johnson. Not sure it was like you said. Like this, this is this is another thing that has made me now nervous at Ren Baker, and we'll see what happens. Like and now I feel like if he hires Mike Carey back, that that's not great. That doesn't make me ha- and that doesn't instill confidence in Ren Baker's actions as an athletic director at a Power Five Division One. You know. Well, let's school.
1: go around really quick on that because I think. At least right off the bat, if you watch Ren Baker, he actually, to me, Scoot feels like a pretty cool customer right now. He pretty much got in front of people and said, look, I was a little surprised at this Don Plitzaway thing, but we've already started a nationwide search. Because he was also getting heat like, hey, right down the road, you've got Kim Stevens at Glenville State. And he wasn't dismissive of that, but he said, you know, look, we've got a big, wide, you know, we're casting a wide net. We're going to have a wide search for this. At the moment, Guido, I like where Ren Baker's at. I think he ended his statements by saying, look, someone's going to be really happy and really lucky to be the women's coach at WVU. I don't feel like he immediately is like, oh, yeah, we're leaning toward Mike Carey. I don't feel that.
2: Well, I think locally – He's catching a little bit of flack because the Stevens, Kim Stevens is now the new head coach of Marshall women's right, basketball. Right. And I think that was already in the works probably before this even That's what it started. sounded like. Yeah, that's what it sounded but like. But I think people are ticked that she didn't get an opportunity before when Don Plitzelwaite came on. And I think they're even more ticked that they had another chance to get her and they didn't even, I don't know if they, maybe they tried, I don't know. Maybe she was already like, well, I'm already committed to this other opportunity, but it to a lot of people, it seems like we're just, uh, you know, we had an opportunity now, granted I've also read on Twitter, like, would you be thrilled if, um, wvu hired let's say shepherd university's head coach as the new football head coach because they happen to win a lot of games at the division two level you're probably not going to be super thrilled about that so i don't know why we're all gaga over a division two basketball coach in in Stevens. but that's i know i know that's what it is it's because there's this ridiculous loyalty to all things west virginia it's the reason why shane Lyons was hired as the ad yeah it's true
0: I mean, honestly, in the state of West Virginia, if you said, hey, we've decided that we uh want to fill the role as the men's football, the men's football coach, as Scoot says, uh, the new men's football coach would be a pepperoni role. The people of West Virginia would go crazy. They'd John
2: like- Corbett from Wheeling, from the guy from Northern Exposure. <laughs>
0: yeah, John- we yeah, right, un- right.
2: entertained offering him the opportunity. And Chris
0: Sarandon, the new head coach. Brad
2: Paisley of- as the <laughs> offensive coordinator. <laughs> Yes, people watch Virginia right think it's the I,
1: best hire. I might, hey, this is I might be unique. all right with that, right?
2: Ugh. It might
0: actually that might actually work for the football team. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, and we'll see how Ren Baker hires really or handles really his first big hire for WVU athletics. Um, guys, a couple other things we should talk about uh, that I just want to I just want to touch on a few things. First of all, it was fun watching uh, Fairlane Dickinson University out of New Jersey. Which apparently has twenty three thousand students at their university, um, f- play make it make it deep make it deep if you will into the uh, or at least upset Purdue in a dr- very dramatic fashion crazy game and uh, they weren't even supposed to be there Johnson they weren't even supposed to play yeah
1: outside the Ken Palm three hundred scoot uh, the one thing out of this whole Fairleigh Dickinson story I think that grabbed my attention the most they they don't have a band, right. So after they beat Purdue and they went into the Florida Atlantic game, I think Friday Dayton, they're playing in, they're playing, I think in the first four, right? So they, the Dayton band learned their fight song, played it for them while they were in attendance and waved around plastic swords that they all went and bought at party city because fairly Dickinson is the Knights. <laughs> they all went and bought plastic swords and waved them around uh, to kind of give him that extra support, I thought I thought that was amazing. I, I thought that. Do you was think great.
2: that put him over the edge? I, I that think must have put I, him over the, the top. That's I mean, would pushed him forward. Yeah. Uh,
0: other interesting uh, WVU, or uh, excuse me, other interesting uh, NCAA basketball things. Uh, Rick Patino who we all love, Rick Pitino has signed a six year deal to be the head coach at Saint John's, and he comes out in the press conference and he's like, "I think most of the players will not return next season." That's what he says um and he looked uh he looked crazy i mean
2: honestly scooty looked like well you know what he kind of reminds me of crazy. now he kind of reminds me of al pacino a little bit he's got a little bit of an al pacino crazy eyes kind of like yeah <laughs> he's got a little Hoo-ah. bit of that he's got a little bit of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mercy that will return
2: Hoo-ah. yeah <laughs> He's got a little bit of that.
0: Yeah, definitely uh, interesting there. Well, a couple other things I want to do before we wrap up the show. Uh, de- uh, we're going to talk a lot about football. We're going to take a couple weeks off. We're going to come back and talk about the spring game that's coming up in April. Well, they're having talk about. Uh, we are. Ha-
2: they are spring game. There is a spring game. There's it's, a big time competition a big... between the quarterbacks. I think gonna, that's know, what I've four year returning quarterback that, for whatever reason, cannot get. Uh, God forbid this he and- gets two games to start in a row. Yeah, we'll, we'll big competition. Uh, Neil,
0: Neil Brown. Neil Brown said in his press conference earlier this week that there will be a Q, QB competition between uh, um,
2: Garrett Green and Nico. <laughs> he probably said I didn't uh, hear it, but he probably said there's going to be a QB competition between Nico and uh, that other guy. Because like, <laughs> yeah. I care <can't>, who that <laughs> other guy. Like, I, who's that other guy? Nico Isn't and that, that, good, other guy.
1: that little kid. I don't play ever.
2: Hey, <laughs> that <there's, laughs> little guy, number six. Number six and Nico. <laughs> I'm just saying that number six is a cute, that's all. Just saying a real real cute quarterback.
0: He set expectations. He said that the quarterback competition will be the entire spring and there will not be a
2: quarterback named after spring practice. Of course not. We're not doing that. Because Garrett is gone. He's gone if you say, hey, by the way, Nico, who's going to be our starting quarterback, is going to be our starting quarterback. Do you think he catches so,
1: himself saying that? So goes, oh, I didn't mean. Uh, I didn't mean that. Uh, uh, what I meant to so say was uh, so, uh, <laughs> everything's uh, competition.
2: Sorry. What's your name again, a little cutie? What would we call a little cutie? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't talking about that orange. I think the I think the other interesting thing that came
0: out of this week in the press conferences to kick off spring practices, guys, was that Leslie Jordan, also Jordan Leslie. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Leslie Jordan died <laughs> recently. He's as that an cute actor. little fella. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he was that little guy with white hair. Yeah, oh. Scooch ruined me. Today. At first, you were like Leslie. Jordan. I was like, "Who the hell is Leslie Jordan?" I don't know. We have a.
0: He's, He's the actor who just died. Who's on that <laughs> yeah. show with Maya Alec. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Leslie came out and talked about that we should have probably focused on fundamentals more last year.
1: I don't even know what to do with that, Cute, Like... Do they not know fundamentals? Right, I don't even know where to start with that. <laughs> like, it's the, it's the weirdest, guys.
0: Let's start. Let's let's start with a three-point stance. Let, let's start there. Or, or was it even worse than that? Was it like, hey, uh, Scoot? Uh, Listen, this is if, a football. If
2: I'm being honest, what he needed to start with was actually recruiting defensive players. Start there. Find you some players. We were running out. Uh, Two traffic cones and a freaking hot dog for defensive backs at one point last year. Like, what are we doing? Freaking <laughs> giant hot cones. dog, a TL hot dog, TNL, <laughs> or yawns or somebody. they got a big Is gigantic hot dog or out yawns,
1: there. Guido. Yans,
2: it's not
0: yawns. Like (laughs) yawns is like a Norwegian hot dog. (laughs) Yawns, yawns. Hey yawns,
2: hey yawns. I like my
0: yawns hot dogs.
2: (laughs) But that's what we were running out there. Like, listen, I think um, Guido, you could go to your local uh, hardware store and find three guys to throw in the backfield, and they would be better than what we threw out there. Can we go? Back to,
1: um, because I don't (laughs) want to talk about that anymore. Can we go back to Ren Baker uh, coaching (laughs) search? No, really really quick. So, for the Ren Baker coaching search, women's and whatever upcoming, please God, football, I think something interesting to look at is right now, Texas Tech is pretty much. I mean, it looks like they're going to reportedly finalize something with Grant McCasland uh, from North Texas, the same North Texas that Ren Baker was at. Grant McCasland was hired in 2017 by Ren Baker. He, not so long ago, got North Texas into the NCAA tournament. They've been super uh, competitive and looked really good the last couple seasons. This season, I mean, they were like – Twenty-three and five at one point. Uh, I know they don't play in the toughest conference in Conference USA, but still, I think they ended twenty-nine and seven or something. So, he's had them rolling. I think they've been at or like right at or above twenty wins for like the last six years. So, you know, I I just was gonna interject with we you know we keep talking around ren baker having to make some coaching hires some coaching decisions i think he's more than capable of doing that i think that's a good example and oh by the way let's add if that does go through i guess to finish that thought sure why not let's add another yet another super competent coach to this big 12 conference why not we might as well right just have
2: what would you do if huggins replaced ron everhart with old gold gloves Mrs. Dalfire, Yes. <laughs> yeah. Slobber knocker.
1: Tur- um, Turner and Hooch? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I doubt he would even entertain that, right? Not not hugs. I mean, I doubt I doubt Mark Adams would even entertain I mean,
2: that. they had a warm embrace. They had some sort of weird embrace. No, but I have to tell you,
0: it would be amazing for our podcast. It would. Oh, it would be it'd, content it'd be, for days. I mean, I would make T-shirts. I got T-shirts in my head right now, Huggins and Hooch. Uh, Huggins, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, they're just... I don't know because Hooch was the dog, right? Yeah, Turner, think, yeah, yeah, the Turner dog, was right? Tom uh, Hanks, right? Tur- Tom yeah. Hanks was Turner, right? Yeah, okay. I think.
1: Oh my gosh, was the dog Turner? No, the dog was Hooch.
0: I would now we I don't. I make make mean, up now, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> very important topic here on Got Your Ears On. Turner and Hooch, and what character did Tom Hanks play in
2: the <laughs> movie? What's, a, what's worse is if you're the screenplay writer and people are debating whether or not you went with Turner for the human or Hooch for the human. Like No, Hooch was the dog.
1: Hooch, Hooch was okay, good. confirmed that's what I thought. dog. I mean, that's what we thought, but Hooch was. <laughs> to all of
0: our listeners, this, this conversation right here is how intriguing and in tune WVU's athletic program is.
1: It's more entertaining for us to talk about Turner and Hooch. Scoot, do you remember Reginald Vel Johnson being in that movie? Yeah, of course he I was? do.
2: No, I don't remember him being was, in that movie. Yeah, he probably played a cop because that's what he that's does. All he ever right? Plays. Yeah.
1: yeah, he does. <laughs> Craig T. Um. Nelson was also in that movie. Oh, well, Coach.
0: Oh. Yeah. Maybe he'll come and
1: coach for WWE. Uh, that would football. be kind of sweet.
2: That would be awesome. I'd take Dauber over. Oh what yeah, we got that'd right be now.
0: actually super funny. That'd be great. Oh man. Well, uh, so here's the breakdown of today's podcast, guys. Uh, West Virginia basketball. Um, no bueno. Who knows? No bueno. No good. Uh, West Virginia football. No bueno. Uh, oh, wait, wait. West Virginia women's basketball. No bueno. Uh, no good. No bueno. Uh, West Virginia football. Uh, it's been no bueno for a while. No bueno. Uh, West Virginia baseball. Yo no sé. Very bueno. Very bueno. Is this a nod uh, to uh, the
1: Saberton just- authentic Mexican that we ate that Scoot still so, like Ooh. is this a nod to that is that <laughs> why we are using
0: uh, yeah. Saberton See. mexican food it's bueno how about
1: yeah,
2: so. the morgantown restaurant scene uh, on a saturday no bueno. night no buen,
1: no bueno. No bueno.
2: like come on no bueno. so
0: anyway <laughs> it's been a rough night for us guys this is uh this has been a rough podcast uh we should probably wrap it up we, we should, probably should probably should save our listeners uh, we'll take a couple of weeks off. We'll come back with the show. I mean, we've got fantasy baseball draft coming. Right. we got important things Exactly. Happening. Yes. So, uh, so we set. don't have time Get for podcasting. Keepers,
2: keepers are uh, in. So, l-
0: listen, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll be talking about uh, WVU football spring practices. And if anything at all interesting comes out of that. And we'll talk about, you know, here usually after uh, the Final Four in the national championship game, that's when the portal kind of heats up for Division one basketball so we'll kind of keep an eye on that and talk about that when we get back and you can keep following us I hope because I mean I don't know what we're gonna talk about if you don't uh, you can find us on Instagram you can find us on Twitter at got your ears you can also search for us on Facebook got your ears on and we have a website it's very bueno I uh, yeah I it's
1: uh, yes. Sí. I can't think of sí. a witty
2: thing. That's a muy, muy bien.
1: Espanol to say at the moment. Um, so, uh, you can find us on, uh, on dot We will post the latest show with all the show notes. You can do the click clicks and the computer will do the beep boops and you can go through and read all the stuff and probably stuff we didn't even get to. You can click on the tune in link right on the page and, uh, listen to the latest show. You can also click through to the old merch store, get yourself a fanny pack, a, uh, uh pullover koozie. pullover
2: hoodie a koozie a kiss kiss the cook apron uh,
1: all kinds of stuff uh, uh a beanie scoot likes to rock the beanies oh
2: i, I, I yes uh,
1: you can you can do all that stuff so check it out gotyourearson.com
2: yeah check it
0: out guys uh so if you've made it to the end of the podcast congratulations we appreciate you hanging around through uh through this uh whatever you want to call it uh we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another show scoot you okay you going to make it i mean i'll be there I'll I mean I'm just worried about you.
2: I'm uh, worried, a little a little concerned. I listen, if the restaurant scene doesn't pick up, we're gonna have big problems. We're gonna have big problems.
0: So we'll be back uh next time with restaurants of Morgantown and Got Your Ears On. So thanks everybody for listening. You've been listening to Got Your Ears On.